It is a period of civil discourse. Fans of the Mission to Zix podcast have banded together to devote even more time to the Mission to Zix podcast by talking about it in a long-format fan podcast. This is the Zix Fancast. Welcome to the Zix Fancast, where we will be talking about episodes of the wonderful science fiction podcast, Mission to Zix. Uh, today we were discussing episode one, the first proper episode, called All Hail the Federated Alliance, episode 101. So, we're your hosts, Brandon. And Rebecca. So, I am in Washington, D.C., in the U.S. of A., and I work for the government. <laughs> um, my name is Rebecca. Uh, I live in England, uh, and I'm an archaeologist. Make sure to listen to the episode first. I don't know why you wouldn't have. And also, we'll probably be spoiling a lot of the more recent episodes. And I believe episode 213 is out right now? Yep, 213. probably check on that. 213. Yep, I checked. (laughs) That's Attack Some of the Clones. So just try to be up on that. We'll try to limit the amount of spoilers, but we may accidentally (laughs) slip into some of those. But yes, let's talk about the episode. Yeah. So let's give, I guess, a quick summary. So let's see if we like get our way through this. So this is the first, I don't know if this is the first mission they've been on officially, mm. but um, basically we start out with uh, the crew in the middle of a mission to the Kulas <laughs> planet, um, royally jucking up the mission almost <laughs> immediately. Uh Pleck insults the people accidentally by not threatening to do single combat with him. <laughs> uh, they flee. Pleck shoots Dar accidentally. <laughs> and then they fill out a lot of forms about the... Uh, <laughs> about the... Incident. Horrifi- the incident. They fill a lot of incident reports out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, after that sequence, they discover... Oh no, they actually accidentally kidnapped the uh, war chieftain's daughter, the Kulada, <laughs> and uh, then eject her into space. <laughs> Great stuff. I mean, that's, that is the way that this is set up. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just going over all of it, it's just like, oh boy. <laughs> they really, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, let's start just walking through the episode. How about... Um, yeah. So we what get, did you think um, about the, the start? Um, I like that we had the uh, extended exposition. It was similar to what we had in episode zero. Oh, but, yes, um, the, the like introduction, mm, mm. the narrator. Yeah, so we flesh it out a bit more, but you still get the, the sort of comedy bits without it being exactly the same as last time. So Yeah, the narrator's playing like very like, straight comedy. It'd be like bug creatures and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it makes it a bit... Changes it a little dip, bit from the the uh, episode zero, but uh, yeah, it's still still pretty good. True, and the way they describe it as it's just and benevolent. It's like you don't need to say that if it's not horrifying. <laughs> if you have to say it, <laughs> and it's totally not a lateral move. <laughs> so the fir- I, I actually yeah sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the first thing that um, struck me when we get into the like the actual episode was we get a couple of seconds of just rain foley. 
which I thought was quite quite an interesting choice to sort of set up the world that we're on before we even hear Plek. Yeah, a lot of the like environmental stuff, like you don't notice until you're listening for it, but like Shane O'Connell's doing an amazing job with just putting you in this like jungle world mm. they're in. Mm. The more like, yeah. episodes you listen to, the more you sort of catch in the background and realise just how much detail he puts into the less obvious bits of sound. Oh, absolutely. But the... <laughs> Plex's speech about, like, hmm? synergy and stuff like that, I was just loving the, like, business bureaucracy kind of words that he's throwing out there to be like... <laughs> the, the fact his little intro speech just goes on and on and on. And then, like, they they make him explain, what do you think synergy means? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, just, that was one of the funnier parts of this episode, I Just thought. calling him out, yeah. <laughs> Be like, what the juck are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, to... like, the fact he immediately insults the war chieftain. I'm just like, read the files, Plek! I know this, um... Uh, podcast in particular is inspired by the Magic Tavern, so you do get that immediate feel of like Arnie just not knowing at all what's going on, just being a bumbling fool and needing everything explaining to them. Which is oh, funny. True. It's funny to listen to, but it's also good for the listener because it obviously it's explaining things that we don't know that those people in that world obviously do know. So yeah, it's, it's a good and, narrative and device. Does... Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like got the voice of the the audience, basically. Exactly, that's, that's what I mean. About. Yeah. But also at the same time, like he just like, I mean, they they set it up so well where it's yeah. just like they intentionally are like, you were going to constantly screw up, <laughs> you're gonna insult everybody, and yeah. that's how we're gonna get into weird situations. Again, a very um, Arnie knee camp but yeah, trait. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. It's like the general dynamic of Magic Tavern is like. Being like, so let's talk about weird sex stuff with you, creature. And then it's like, are you kidding, Artie? Like, it's true. In this in this podcast, we don't have uh, buttholes. We have uh, shoots and flaps. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll get into that, <laughs> so to speak. Okay. So um, also, one thing I want to know: they say you bring a laser pike, we bring a laser sword, or something like that. That's mm-hmm. part of the like speech of like. That we're a warlike culture. You've never been like, here? Let me tell you how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I originally heard laser pipe. Laser pipe, like, yes. Which is way funnier to me, because that made me imi- imagine, like, how do you put a laser on just, like, a pipe? I imagine somebody just put, like, essentially, like, a, like a laser scope on a pipe. Like, <laughs> it's when, a more accurate pipe. <laughs> when you mentioned it to me, I imagined, like, a lightsaber, but with, like, a pipe on the end of the lightsaber, sort of, you know, hold... That bit you hold, oh, yeah. so and it glowing. So yeah, I, I figured that would be pretty hilarious. Of... Oh, I guess actually, technically, now that I'm thinking about it, have you ever heard of the game No More Heroes? No. So you should look that up after. But in that mm. one, it's essentially another take on a lightsaber where it has like two ends that the beam is projected between, and mm-hmm. that sort of looks like a laser pipe. Okay. So maybe that was what I was originally thinking. I don't know. But regardless, <laughs> there have been plenty of times in this where I've just misheard something and gone with it and then realized way too late that, like, wait a minute. That's not at all what I was envisioning. I suppose that's one of the beautiful things. You can still derive humor from this even if it's not the intended joke. True. <laughs> oh, and I want to also want to bring up the fact that they have a koozie as their official gift of peace. Whose idea was that? I know. I want to know that. I want. I. I actually want to know. Like, how far in advance was the koozie 
setup because like that is the most like that is the least of a swag gift you could possibly give somebody like it's just below a t-shirt with like the fa logo on you know yeah i was gonna say like koozies are like cheap merch you give out at conventions exactly it's not even a mug (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) like a coffee mug would have been like more (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i I just love the fact and they keep and they keep bringing the koozie back as like a running gag Mm. to be like we're just gonna throw them cheap merch we had sitting around in the warehouse or whatever can you still buy the koozies on the uh the merch store I oh my god do they check. sell the koozies have I you not check. looked at the merch store oh, oh no i haven't really looked at the merch store <laughs> oh you call yourself a fan <laughs> oh all right we're, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at some merch real quick <laughs> if i had the money we're i would gonna, buy we can, we can cut out the searching a little bit but yes yeah so what i see right now okay so the on the merch i don't see the koozie there i see the mission is xt i see the Juck Federated Alliance shirt. I see a Bargy pin and a Beano pin. Maybe they've stopped doing it. We'll have to ask Alden. <sighs> Maybe they're just keeping them for, you know, to give out as gifts. Maybe. As, you know, emissaries. Oh, man, I, was I gonna want say, to I would, I would, like, literally die if I ever ran into Alden and he's like, here's a goose. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for me to just run into him, but I, I would just, be like, I'm... my life is complete. I'm imagining him just producing so many koozies out of various pockets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's funny, actually. We, um, uh, a cousin's wedding of mine in uh, New Mexico, they had, like, official koozies made for, for the wedding, which I found, like, wonderful. It was, like, an outdoor wedding, and they had, like, you know, they were serving beers and stuff like that, and I just thought that was funny. Anyways, That's side note. <laughs> going in too much of the koozies. <laughs> <laughs> As but, did the Federated uh, Alliance. Yes. It's just it's just a wonderful gag, regardless. Alright. So uh Bargy, they they run away. Plex shoots Dar, but you don't know. It's mm. funny how that you you I kinda buy that Dar just was like, eh, doesn't affect me. <laughs> but that's that's just like the setup to be like, oh yeah, you get shot and literally means nothing to her. To yeah, them. Just, just like a, a black Parch mark on her arm, just you know, flicking know, away like, dust. Yeah, what's this? Mm. This is fine. But uh, yeah, no, Bargy being like that was fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like she just... and also she mentioned something like I had one day for myself, and you're making it all about you. I just started my day off. Yeah, I was gonna say, were they expecting to stay more than? <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like get in, drop off the koozie, get out of there. You know. Well, I mean, if they're establishing diplomatic relations, then you'd think, like, if Star Trek's anything to be believed, that you'd then go to some sort of ceremonial banquet or have some sort of do. But no, no. I suppose so. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, um... I, oh, Bargy's, like, response <laughs> would be like, I was on a break. <laughs> Which, of course, makes me think of Friends, but... You know what? I never really watched Friends. It's one of those... Because I always... I mean, I felt bad going off on a tangent but uh <laughs> i always felt bad because uh whose line i was always much more of a fan of and that was on Love at the that. same time yeah mm. so the few suppose... times that i was trying to like catch whose line instead of friends and then later on i'm like oh they were competing with friends i can only watch whose line i'm quite lucky in, in england that we didn't have that conflict over here but yeah no the <laughs> uh god i've watched like all of whose 
Except the new stuff. I, I don't know why I don't watch the new stuff. Regardless. Anyways, improv talk. <laughs> tangent over. <laughs> Immediate end to tangent. All right. Um, or we could just carry on talking about tangents. <laughs> like tangent lines? Like geometry? <laughs> Whose tangent is it anyway? I was a math tutor. I know way too much about this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. All right. No. We're not, okay. So, uh... Alright, so when when it's done and Bargy picks them up, I get, oh, we have a transmission, and it just opens up with, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know, like, just the size of, like, you guys. Which suggests they already reported it to him. Hmm. Well, how else would he know about it, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, um... This is the first yeah. time we uh, hear Nermit being called a Nermi. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um... And also, so this sequence, I actually, so I felt kind of eh about this sequence here with, like, the state your name stuff. I felt like that was a little bit I know drawn what, out. I know what you mean, yeah. I mean, listening to it for the first time, I could see that as being a bit eh. But looking back at it today, I was thinking it's a very good way to introduce all the characters, to sort of really flesh them out, because they each get their couple of minutes to sort of, like, True. talk about who they are and what happened and whatever. So. Yeah. I see that it's a useful, like, narrative device and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, So I assume um, that's what it was for, so... And, I mean, the whole mission's supposed to be... It's not about, like, the mission that just happened. It's them, like, being like, oh, that was terrible, and then dealing with the, like, repercussions, essentially. That's true. The actual sort of, like, story, as it were, doesn't last very long at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Some of the some of the other fun missions are when they... Or fun episodes are when they never actually get to the mission. <laughs> it's like, hey, we were on our way here. Up, oh, kick. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the, um, everybody's, uh, like, I do like the people's, like, riffing on the responses, but yeah, no, like, it, it, it was a little bit drawn out at the start, but, mm. I mean, it wasn't, like, the exact start of the episode. Regardless, um, what was, where, let me look at my notes here. So, Pluck definitely jerked this up hardcore. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think we at one point we hear we technically hear Dar's full name. We I wrote do. that down. How can you write that is, down? <laughs> I couldn't. No, I didn't write it down. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it. I probably oh. have to do some heavy audio unediting. Yeah, we'd need <laughs> to, to ask try. Shane what he did to that. <laughs> uh, of course, he probably should not tell us because that gives away too many things. But you know, magician secrets. Unless, yes, <laughs> unless she just says Norm like eight times and. <laughs> Which would be wonderful. But because, spoilers, that's Dar's name, question mark? <laughs> Anyways, um, when they're talking to Dar... Yeah, wait, how did Pleck get that weapon? I still didn't, like... He what? literally... I mean... What did they say? That that he, he grabbed it off one of the uh, the guards or something. I mean, he must have, but that's surprisingly, like... Competent? Yes, but then immediately incompetent because he shoots Dar with it. Yeah, well, you can't let him get too too big for his boots, you know. Yeah, I guess. And then he immediately must have dropped the gun because he doesn't have it at the end. See, what probably happened was he tripped over the gun and then picked it up. So I have a baseless fan theory right now. Ooh. That Pleck is actually an agent of the monarchy. <gasps> Ooh, interesting. It's, I feel like that's interesting because, uh, I mean, Pleck gets... Far more competent when they join the rebellion against the Federated Alliance. Okay. So Pleck might actually be an agent of the monarchy, just completely jucking up the missions for the Federated Alliance. So, you know, Ooh. what if that's a big reveal somewhere, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you could you think that, but regardless, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's again baseless fan theories. Uh, if, if we're going to talk about fan theories, then I mean, this is the place to do it. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I also wanted to mention that like the intended plan was for Dar to hug someone to death. Yeah, and impale them on her <laughs> chest talons. Yes, that was like I, I that made me laugh. I mean, I have no uh, doubt that she could squeeze the life out of someone if she wanted to. I mean, yes, but also, like, yeah, she could just literally just, like, smash the... She does multiple times just squish people, mm. like, in, in the course of the podcast. She's amazing. Yes. <laughs> or that they... It, yeah. Mm. Well, my... we, we use that as, like, Alec Kokesh is amazing. Well, yes, they all are. It's an amazing portrayal. <laughs> One of my favorite running gags is established at this point is where they <laughs> they rewatch the tape of something that happened. Yes. Oh, I love, I love that so much. <laughs> oh, also, uh, we get into uh, shoots and flaps. Oh, yeah, now we get sh- flaps and shoots. <laughs> but, like, the fact that, like, okay, like, it's just a wonderful extra, like, layer of, like, Dar's perfectly fine just talking about their genitalia. <laughs> and to be like, okay, you know what, let me go into very specific details. And I guess that's where, like, the Magic Tavern aspect came in, that, like, yeah. we're gonna talk about deeply sexual things in very much detail. Very adult ideas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is one of the things I adore about Dar, is the fact that she just has zero jucks to give about anything. <laughs> He's just like, I will talk about jucking people, I, you know. She's ex- I'll talk about my genitalia, like, who gives a shit, you know. Yes, he's extremely flap and shoot positive. <laughs> yes. This is a very sex-positive podcast, which I very much enjoy. Same, So, yeah. uh, yes. Um, also, C is streaming everything. I also wanted to mention that. So does that mean that, like, I thought, like, this this mission had to be at least intended to be a failure? Why do you think that? Somehow? Because, first off, the koozie. Uh-huh. Also, I mean, like, they assembled a team of questionable and they put Plek in charge of it Aww. which not well, they, to, I mean I'm not trying to you know well, they don't know he's incompetent you know they've only been going for a little okay, while I guess they uh, I guess they're desperate was the the big takeaway from all this and but, like you know. maybe the Federated Alliance is on a budget maybe they can only afford to give people koozies well they are definitely on a budget so <laughs> I, I think we could give you that <laughs> the pay is six croons an hour seems kind of low <laughs> All things considered. <laughs> but no, uh, Bargy's, like, response to it is wonderful. She's <laughs> like, my name's the Bargy J, the ship of stars. Ship of dreams. Also, uh, Bargy's like talking over. It's like uh, Bargy, we have a character limit, <laughs> as if that's just like all in official form. These and, uh, guys, Bargy's are, wonderful. These guys are so good at just doing those little sort of drop-in one-liners. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the recommended speed uh, of an evacuation? Fast. Fast. <laughs> what speed did you go? <laughs> okay, listen. Hey, Bargy, listen to me. Okay, I was on a break. <laughs> I was texting other ships, which I thought was wonderful. Like, just the fact that, like, 
I mean, I know it's... For some reason, I'm envisioning Bargy with, like, like somehow poking a giant cell phone with her wing or something. I know it's stupid, <laughs> but, like, that that's just... It may, immediately makes me feel like... <laughs> just Bargy's just being like, this is what I'm doing, just floating in space, you know. Now I'm envisioning the Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Deadpool. Ah, just a minute. <laughs> text, 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 text. <laughs> I know. But yeah, no, uh, Bargy's wonderful. Bargy's just brings the, like, Bargy's voice is wonderful. I'm just going to say that again. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. I'm just going to say that 12 times in a row that Bargy's wonderful. The combination of, of Mujin and what Shane does to her voice modulation is just perfect. Yeah, I want to know that filter because mm. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> it, it can't be the same filter between C and Bargy, right? Oh no, like, definitely not. No, no, it, no. no. That, but the he, he does something the robot with filters. echoes because I know he said on future episodes where they've actually been sort of like outside of Bargy rather than inside that he's changed the way that the sound echoes or reverberates. Or he does something to it, like yeah, for the um, the ringtones that you can download if you're a patron. He's edited some of the bargy um, noises specifically for being played on a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, which is like, wow. like the Attention to detail this dude has gone into. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, anyway. <laughs> yes, alright. So we have, uh, I also want to mention that the ad breaks well, just, are... Just before yeah, we get onto the ads. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say that uh, another one of my favourite running gags is the... Uh, C-53's servos being used as a punchline at this point. Yes. Just after the bit when Naomi's getting so upset that he has to say Junior every time. <laughs> He's just like, so mm. this is what this is, right? You know. Mm. It, it is It is definitely a punchline. Just they, they, they just paint a beautiful sound picture, you know. I know. We've been joking <laughs> on the Discord. We need to get, like, a chip in and get uh, Shane, like, a golden, like, microphone trophy or something like that <laughs> but yeah um so we have an ad break which it's fun to talk it's funny that we're talking about the ads but they really are weirdly like canon establishing yeah because they don't bring up the rebellion really for a while outside of the ads no i mean but listen to it for the first time you're like wait what did, did I listen to that right? <laughs> like, wait, the rebellion against the Federation? Oh, like... <laughs> Exposition. Oh. It's honestly kind of boring here on the Rebel base, and the only way we survive the tedium is by listening to entertaining audiobooks from Audible, whether it's empty... I know, right? Like, and the like the fact that they drop that in ads for, like... It's a really clever way to make you listen to the ads. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because um, I remember, like, we were going back, we, we heard, like, oh... Wait, they dropped something about the monarchy in one of the recent episodes. We yeah. gotta go back and check. And yes. we were hunting through the ads on the Discord. Yeah, I remember. I, actually, actively going back and listening to adverts, that's clever. Yeah, I know. That's pretty funny. But I'm, um, I'm sure I've mentioned this last time, but it's one of the only podcasts where I actually don't skip the ads. The other being My Brother, My Brother and Me, where they turn the ads into part of their goofs. Yeah, I'm usually just too lazy to skip ads because I'm usually not paying enough attention or on like, a, a metro or something. Ah, uh, no. I have no time for ads. <laughs> Alright. So that ad and the, the later ad are, are wonderful and like I said, they establish the rebellion, they establish can I was I thought this was funny that uh, technically then Audible and Modcloth are canon to the world of Zix. 
Yeah, that's true. Which is... <laughs> um, I just thought that's that's amusing, like space mod cloth. I was like, I, given the way Amazon's going, I could well believe it exists like 500,000 <laughs> years from now. In space. You know. <laughs> Amazon.space, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, what I was going to say, let's, let's get past the ads, I guess, and... They come back, and Nermi says, well, that technically wasn't the worst mission, <laughs> because one blew up in the hair. Oh. And Plex's like, oh yeah, that's the worst, right? And they're like, you're disrespected. You're disrespecting them, Plex. How rude of you. Mm. Can't catch a break, man. That was a really, really good Plex impression. <laughs> I wasn't even trying that time. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was good. We are all Plex. It's okay. <laughs> Lex all the way down. <laughs> when Bargy's saying, like, hey, uh, there's another person inside of me. <laughs> there's a Bargy's, person on my ship? Yeah, there's also the fact that Bargy says, there's a person on my ship. Maybe I, I want to unpack that a little bit. I I had assumed that was this being one of the earlier episodes, that it was just a sort of slip of the tongue. But they do, they, uh, Bargy does that. I was actually listening to Alan Resurrection recently, <laughs> and Bargy does that again ah. Bargy talks about like the hull or whatever but when Bargy's like oh they're either inside of me or like on my ship on my ship something like yeah. that 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 is a reference that's made multiple times so, so I mean it's weird that's... to talk about does that but imply if... that Bargy lives in a cube then I guess it would but I think that later on they imply that it's also just like part of Bargy's I guess because C-53 basically has no particular attachment to his body I mean Bargy mm. does more so because Bargy's like <laughs> Like, an old ship, just like with... She's rich... been in her body, she's... as it is, for quite a while. Yes. But apparently she's had work done, I think, is one yeah. of the things that gets thrown out later on. Yeah, but didn't she used to have two wings as well? No, 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 she didn't have any... I think in one of the more... I think in the most recent episode, they established that Bargy is an elevator. <laughs> right? Like, Bargy was an elevator, just didn't have any wings. Oh my goodness. I swear right, they said there's... she... I swear that she had two wings at one point. Anyway, we'll get to that in due course. Anyway, oh, maybe one this. fell off or something. Or she did one to be, like, cool and... I don't know. Regardless. Anyways. <laughs> but the Kulada is Kulada. on board. And I wanted to point this out. That originally, I was laughing like crazy at this joke. But y- you didn't understand the joke because no. apparently you don't have Dunkin' Donuts. So for, for anybody who does not know... A culotta is a drink at a coffee and donut chain called Dunkin' Donuts here in the U.S. And it didn't even occur to me at the time, but um, that is... It's just like a, a slushy, basically. Okay. But, um, and later on, the line at the end where they're like, look at that frozen culotta. I was bursting into laughter just because I was just like, did they set up the entire episode based on this? <laughs> I'm so glad I've got you to talk to because that just completely passed me by. I know, but yeah, that's the that was the whole. <laughs> I didn't know if they built the episode around that joke. I even have that in my notes. It's like, did they literally just do this whole episode to get to that joke? Because I could, I could believe it. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, they play the videotapes of more. It's like, why would history not just use our video record of this? Like, let's watch that again. To justify, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, no, let's watch the videotape again, Plek. Like, <laughs> him trying to get out of being like. So, uh, it's fine, right? And it's like, no, let's play the tape again. That's a great gag. I love that the Kulada is just a huge Bargy fan girl. I know. And, like, so that's a, a wonderful way to take it. That, like, and also, Bargy's, like, when Bargy's just like, hey, you want some gas? <laughs> I'm just like, what? 
<laughs> little bit of me First for you, sweetheart. I know, like, it's so, I, I was like, oh, that's nice, and I'm like, that's also extremely dirty, isn't it? Like, that just sounds like... I don't gas uh, you. There's a lot of questionable things. You don't know what's normal at that time in, of, of history. That's true, but, like, it's, again, like, the fact that you gotta, like, you're thinking about, like, well, Bargy's just spraying gas on somebody. Oh, it could be cherry gas. I could be cherry gas. <laughs> But, you know, it's just funny to think about because there's, like, no equivalent in any sort of, like... No. Yeah. We, we don't have ships that are movie stars. It's Yeah, it's not like, well, first, yeah, and it's not like if you go up to a movie star, they're like, here, have my drink, and they pour it on your head or something like that. Like, <laughs> even that is the most acceptable version of, of what that is. That would be weird. Yep. Anyways. Uh, hmm. we, don't, we don't have to go. We don't go into trouble. But, yeah, she's a true fan. Uh, I also caught a rep- reference to a movie called Shipley's, which I I also realized that is a donut chain. See, I thought it was Ship Please. Oh, that could be. It very well could be. I mean, like I said, I mishear all sorts of nonsense. So I heard Shipley's as if like Shipley's Donuts, which I believe is like a Texas chain of donuts. Okay. I mean, but I don't know if anyone's from. I I again, they're. I don't know where they're from, so it could. I don't think it's in New York, so it could have been a, a reference, or it could have not have been. Hmm. That's another thing we can ask them if we ever have them on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when when Barty's having a conversation, Pleck tries to jump in to be like, so what? And they're like, no, I'm talking here. Shut up, Pleck. <laughs> <laughs> and Pleck tries to get all business and be like, oh, I'm glad you asked who we're with. Oh, he sounds so proud. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, we're the good guys. Let me tell you. And then, I, I know a like, thing. Let me tell and you. Then gets, and gets graphically threatened with death multiple times <laughs> um and then they like cover the culada's ears mm. and then the, here was the most surprising part of the episode i thought nermy suggests murdering the culada <laughs> out of left like, field holy shit <laughs> <laughs> because we don't technically know she can't breathe in space <laughs> that's also true like i mean bureaucracy in action guys that's you know <laughs> We don't technically know this will murder them, so we've got a loophole here. Well, that's the good thing about Nermi being so serious about his job. He knows these loopholes. I, that's true. <laughs> then Pleck accidentally being like, Oh no, I locked her out! <laughs> oh, so, what yeah. the chuck? What the chuck? <laughs> also, how did everyone else not get ejected? Bargy is very good at ejecting single people out of ships. Mm. Like... And also, like, does that imply that, like, there's just airlocks everywhere? Because it's just, like, fall through. What if it's, like, a trap door? That's what... Oh, my like... God. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be wonderful. It's, it's literally just supposed to be, like, a trap door that ejects you into space. Like the, uh, the trap door in Mr. Burns' office in The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's pretty much how it works around here. Because, like, no one else is even like, ah, hold on to something. Mm. It's just like, oh no, we checked into his space. Just established. They know. They know. (laughs) Also, this is the way they refer to Plek as the pink one. (laughs) And also, Bargy mentioned something that, like, Bargy feels him to be pink. (laughs) Which is just like, wait, can Bargy not see? Hmm. But anyway, that's just a a side part. But, you know. But also, she's like, you're so pink, I can feel it. (laughs) And then it's just like, then she insults Bargy, and I'm like, oh no. Oh, she's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, Shipley's 2 was a, was a disaster. It's just like, 
And so the best part, I want to play this clip too. Barja gets all the clips. Mm, mm. But uh, I know, figured whoops. it out. He always, <laughs> he always wanted to be on spaceship, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I figured it out. Everyone, uh, hey. What? You're a fan of mine, right? Yeah. You like my work, right? Yeah. You probably always wanted to be your own spaceship, right? Yeah. And that was a chance. No, I don't know. But also, the Kuladas, like, seems to be, like, overjoyed with being ejected into space this time. Because now she's thinking, like, it's a spaceship, you know? See, the, I want to be a spaceship. The first couple of times I listened to the episode, I couldn't make out what she was saying when she was being ejected into space. I think it's just more like, gotta be a spaceship. It was That's something like that, yeah. But it, it does seem to be that, like, it was theoretically of her which is like which I enjoyed because it's just like you're welcome Bargy I hear you say it all the time Oh, no one ever thanks me doing all the work around here yeah Bargy really saved everybody (laughs) also I thought like and I guess this makes more sense given that they were trying to go with outside the US but I thought like look at that frozen culotta would have been a great place to just end music <laughs> just like a, an end joke smash cut yeah <laughs> yeah wow look at that frozen culotta of course we had the uh the the second ad break though yes for bog cloth which again is now canon yeah where we meet uh, sisu gundu yes another rebellion person it's a little hard to keep some of the rebels and their names together. Yeah. Because they are very laborious sometimes. Yeah, they're very sci-fi. It's just me. Like, I have a terrible memory. So I'm just like, even people who I've met, I'm always like, uh, great, who are you? I'm terrible with names. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, when they appear on the actual, well, they're outside of ads. It also could just be I was tuning out the ads, but you know. Mm. But you can't in this podcast. (laughs) Well, we know that now. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, but yes, they get suspended for an arbitrary length of, like, two minutes. Well, we, we, how were we to know they were suspended without pay? <laughs> Apparently it's a randomizer. <laughs> Which, I think that was, like, it's a random, like, so it could have been three years, question mark? I don't know how that long it, funny. it that wobbles funny. between, but, yeah. like, they just get lucky. All right. Oh, and then Bargy drops gas at the end. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I think that's a good ending, also. I love that Bargy got the sort of the last quip in over the exit music. And Bargy should. Bargy's just like, can deliver the like, space jokes very well, I feel like. Is this going to turn to just the Bargy podcast? <laughs> yeah, this is the Bargy part. We're just going to change this to the Bargecast. Bargecast. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's a picture of Bargy, theoretically, on the uh, cover, so you know. <laughs> but you know. The um, so I guess now that we've recapped the entire episode, and we're like thirty six minutes in, even though we we <laughs> recorded some extra stuff. Um, so I want to say, uh, well, I just wanted to say that uh, we meet C Red IT five in the oh, credits. Yes. yes, it was not until I think a week ago where I saw it written down that I twigged that that spells out credits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like I got it but I was like oh okay that makes sense but yeah no the uh it's I like, thought that was that's also a nice touch like with Rip Sisu 
Rip, uh, Rip CISO, sorry. I didn't uh, yeah. I didn't get that until a couple of weeks ago either, until I saw it written down. So Yeah, literally I didn't even think about that either. Because <laughs> I, and I didn't know CISO was as much of a, a thing as it apparently was. No, because we don't get it in the UK. I only know I... about CISO. Uh, CISO. CISO because of the uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show. But yeah, no, I, I had seen ads for it. I'm just like, eh, another subscription. But, mm. you know, apparently it was a big deal. And it kind of makes me sad that I've missed it. But yeah. regardless... Um, we, um, we get um, an outtake at the very end, though, which I really we love. Do. It's yes. also just like hearing the raw audio of some of this yes. is, is so, very entertaining. It's so interesting hearing them without all the voice modulation. I know, and especially like the uh, the robot voice. C's robot mm. voice. He sounds like, so different. the modulator. So different. But at yeah. the same time, like you get where it comes from. Mm. And even like, um, I don't know if we hear uh, Bargy's voice without the modulation, but... It does sound like very, di- but there's just like it just. I don't know if it's Shane doing like extreme magic, but it sounds spot on as Bargy. But the voice still sounds like you know, mm. I'm an old New Yorker doing you know my thing, <laughs> which I I very much enjoy. We've got a recap. Um, let's do we so, want to go into the real quick the uh... well I've, I've made some notes about the things they've established in this episode that are sort of law that either crop up again or are sort of established characteristics. Sure. Just as a sort of interesting thing to sort of carry on, you know? All right. So now we're going to have a segment called Eye on Canon. (laughs) So we're going to establish what canon was actually established in this episode and then maybe add a little bit of our own. Mm -hmm. Cool. So obviously the first thing that's established is the Federated Alliance Koozie, which is something that comes up a number of times. Yes, it does. It's as we've addressed, is amazing and ridiculous. Um, uh, Nermit with his incoming transmissions. Yes. So, uh, a lot does get established. This is the first episode. Of course, yes. yes. Uh, Nermit being called Nermi right off the bat. Yes. <laughs> the fact that Nermit has a huge crush on Dar. Yes, and I feel like, I don't know if that was established, I don't know if that's supposed to be that, like, Nermit actually had a crush on Dar at the start, or Dar's just initiating this, like, hey, you know. It's the fact that he got so flustered. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> Which means at least he's thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, the replaying the tapes. Which doesn't yes. happen as much as I would like it to, but it's still a really good gag. It's, it's a great gag. Mm. The, the flaps and shoots. That's, and I love how that that comes up, and they keep it the same every time. They they are dying on that hill of flaps and shoots. And w- which ones are outies and which ones are innies? Yes. That's the important bit. <laughs> that is a, that, that is a recurring joke, which is pretty great. <laughs> um, the fact that C fifty three streams everything to the Federated Alliance at all times, or at least he says he does. He says he does, but is yeah. it that he has his restraining bolt at this time? Maybe it is. See, uh, the <clears throat> uh, Rolfus and Zisu promoting products as you know, in the guise of uh, exposition, as, as canon, as canon, and yep. exposition. <laughs> and uh, we got C fifty three being able to make a zone of silence, which oh, I don't yeah, think we didn't we didn't talk about that. Yeah, that never really comes up again. <laughs> I imagine it's like he just bubbles somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's how I imagined it as well. Yeah, yeah. And or at least fa- maybe Bargy has something that can do that? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. And the fact that Plek is very pink. <laughs> Which is like... 
a thing. Like, everyone else must be, like, green or blue or something like that. Silver. Something really sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, because Tellurians are supposed to be humans, question mark? I know it was addressed somewhere, maybe in the Discord, but it was established that Plek is blonde-eyed and blue-haired. And I know Elden has said that he doesn't like to establish too much detail because he likes seeing what That's people true. come up with with the fan art. But uh, I think that came up from the ombre uh, talk yeah, about things. I think you're but right, anyways. yeah. But he's still pink. <laughs> yeah. So pink. Yeah, um, so humanish. <laughs> Very pink. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of... We establish a whole... <laughs> Bargy has a fan base, also. Oh, that Bargy has a fan base. Good point, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> and it's wonderful. Uh, again, Bargy cast coming at you. No. <laughs> so I was going to say a couple things that I would love to have, like some things I imagine that would be fitting into this like world or episode. Mm. Um, one thing I thought of is Nermit going into like a review board with his superiors Mm-hmm. And having to explain and try to t- like explain away what has happened to his team mm. to be like, uh, so this technically happened, and we ejected the culotta into space question mark, but she left of her own free will, so it's fine, yeah, I know it's just like how would he take that because he keeps getting like demerited, and I think at one point like mm. they they take his shirt away. <laughs> Oh. I think that was something. Oh, poor Nermit. It might be the next episode. Might be spoiling too far ahead. <laughs> I think we've already mentioned things from last week's episode, so uh, we got some heavy yeah, spoilers yeah. happening. Anyways, <laughs> um, and then like I, I, a like growing out with the other missions operation managers and not including Nermit because clearly they they're establishing like well he's not exactly the highest on the uh, no <laughs> on he's the a nerd pole. yes. Which is very sad. We are all of these characters. I mean, if they were in high school, they would have given him a wedgie by now. Oh. <laughs> Except he's extremely tiny. It might kill him. Oh. We don't know that yet. No, indeed. That, I know. <laughs> that's such an interesting thing that they, they brought in later on. Like I know. I, I, I want to know if that was intended. or Because it makes so much more sense. Hmm. It's like he's also literally, like, physically tiny. Is also, like, he has a small role in the organization. Mm. But he wants to do so much more. I know. So much potential. <laughs> so much earnestness. Aww. Oh. But, yeah. the um, So I also want to do... So, let's try something here. I want to do the... Uh, label something uh, fresh and whack, which is a <laughs> reference to a later episode. So what what is... Do you have a moment that... What is the best moment... What is the freshest moment of this episode to you? Ooh. It's stupid, but... Well, honestly, my favourite bit is when we we hear that servo punchline early on. Just Just the, like, is that sufficient? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just imagining him just turning and giving him a look. Yes. I was going to say, my my absolute favourite, besides the throwaway frozen culotta line at the end, um, was... So, you want to be a spaceship? Eject. <laughs> that, that was, was very honestly good. my favorite part of this. That was very good, yeah. That's def- yeah. Hashtag Probably my second favorite. <laughs> no. <laughs> New spin-off podcast from this spin-off podcast. <laughs> We're going to get ex- extremely more specific into fan casts. It's not quite officers and bosses, but... <laughs> but, uh, so then, sadly, not to, you know, dig on it too much, but want to provide constructive criticism. Hmm. So you have a... a the wackest 
part of this episode. Mm-hmm. What didn't you like so much? Mm, honestly, the first couple of times listening to it was, as you mentioned, the sort of bit at the beginning where it was running on, where we went through every character and it just, yeah, it felt a bit stilted. But looking back at it with a critical eye and being able to see it as a sort of narrative device, as introducing the characters a bit more, I appreciate it a bit more, but true I, I also had that section written down as yeah. my like eh, it's a little bit uh, you know tedious but um the i do i definitely understand why it's there mm, mm. Um, and it's not unforgivable or anything like <laughs> that like it's still extremely funny it's just that part of all the episode dragged down a little bit yeah that's fair that's fair but this it's a, it's a new podcast they're still sort of finding their feet so yes for being so new it is incredible Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I think that kind of wraps us up for this episode. We've recorded quite a lot compared to the first four-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I can confirm we've actually got audio this time. Oh, no. Oh. We have, yes, I know. It's, it's one of those fun things, but... Uh, you had a technical mishap last time. Yes. Which we don't need to go into details about. We don't. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> yeah. The space has claimed it. <laughs> Did we want to say things we'd want to ask the cast or crew, or are you not really? Oh, I totally forgot that part. We can, if you want. We kind of, we kind of went into it though. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's the one... there's one question I have that I would like to ask Shane. So, one thing I would love to ask Shane O'Connell about is how many voice modulations did he try out? before he picked the ones he used for Bargy and C. Because they're both very distinctive, but, but you can tell a lot of work went into them. Yeah, but they're spot on. And also, like, mm. did he add a couple layers? Like, I assume it's mm. not just a pre-package, like, this is the Bargy package, this is the C package. <laughs> but also, um, there was no guess in this episode, I noticed. Was that That's intentional? True. I want to know. Mm. I would want to know that. It certainly gives Winston a chance to shine. True. Um, also, I, I want to know whether the frozen Kulata joke was how far in advance that was planned, because it is <laughs> set up very early to be like, oh, I'm the Kula. Mm. And then from a uh, from a Patreon video they posted for behind the scenes, I know a little bit of that comes from them talking out a little bit, but I know most of it's not established as that far. They're like, all right, mm. where are we going with this? But I don't know if they map out jokes necessarily yeah i mean we know that they do have a sort of short chat before they record to get in a sort of idea of what's going to happen but i don't think they really work out much of what's going to happen yeah but that'd be sort of a loose that, story that'd be interesting to know yeah so okay okay so i think that that about wraps us up properly this time so <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, thank you for listening to the uh, Zix fancast. Um, we will have our uh, social media information in the description. Uh, please follow us, etc., etc., um, and listen to Mission of Zix all the time, which is probably why you're listening to this. So, oh, also become a page a Patreon supporter because the Discord is wonderful. You get all sorts of great merch, and it's a great way to support this podcast. It, it's honestly worth it just for the Discord, just being able to talk with Alden and um, Seth is just amazing and occasionally Mujin yes yeah Bar- Barge just drops in and says Barge is going out tonight and it's just that kind of stuff it's spoiler it's... we're recording tonight <laughs> thank you for the spoiler <laughs> yep 
plenty of behind the scenes stuff. Us making a lot yeah. of like putting Alden's name in movies and stuff like that. Seth trolling us for hours with ridiculous facts about people's names. It was oh, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that's what you have to look forward to if you join, become a Patreon supporter. It's heavy trolling. <laughs> All right, so this is Brandon. And Rebecca. And we are signing off. All hail the Federated Alliance. All hail the, yeah, yeah, yeah.